Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is 6.37 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in San Jose, California. Cam Moon's going to join us momentarily. Uh, Brendan Escott back in the 6.30 Chad Studios. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated 50-plus years. 14 locations in the Edmonton area. You can get their new Canadian Club sandwich with chicken, ham, bacon, ranch, lettuce, and tomato. Visit royalpizza.ca. Royal Pizza, where everything is real. All right, just before we bring in Brendan Escott back in the 6.30 Chad Studios and Cam Moon. I want to read you uh, Carmen's, uh, oh boy, where did it go? Yes, Carmen's text. Bob, if the Oilers go for a goalie, which one do you think is more likely, Saros or Bennington? Well, of those two, I'd say Bennington would be the easier and the cheaper to acquire. However, my theory is this is a short-term opportunity for Stuart Skinner to show what he can do. Brendan Escott, what say you? I understand that the acquisition cost is going to be higher for UC Saros, but the actual dollar cost, theoretically, depending on how much St. Louis would be willing to retain, uh, but if nobody retains anything, then Saros is a less expensive goaltender and a better goaltender and a younger goaltender. And so that's the move that I would push my chips into the table for. How many chips are you prepared to give up, Brendan? I'm willing to, at this juncture, I mean, I don't know that you want to get somebody in the way of Stuart Skinner. But you got to think that regardless, in the next couple of years, you're going to have to have you got to have a partner with them. So I, I'm the first round pick to me is as good as gone this year three, for sure. Three number ones. You've got Broberg. You've got um, uh, Xavier Borgo is expendable at this point for me. Uh, if they are interested in Raph Lavoie, yeah, I mean it's kind of time to now remember. Just, Campbell's got to go the other way. That's going to cost assets too to move that contract out, Brendan. Well, uh, what's your answer? I uh, My answer is, let's see, and it's fair. Uh, Saros is the best goalie to go get. I don't think there's any question. The problem is if you're moving Campbell, you're given a couple assets to get rid of Campbell. And then if you're taking back Saros, I believe it would be two or three number ones. Cam, what about you? Yeah, I think that would be great to get a guy like UC Saros, but that's at an extreme cost. So you better exhaust every possible opportunity to have it be able to be filled from within yeah like every possible uh i think possibility to make sure you like do that. like brendan i think it would be if campbell was included in the trade i think it would be a five asset deal to nashville five like 
one of Broberg or Borgo. This year's number one. The next two number ones, possibly Lavoie. And how long is Saros? Like, and don't get me wrong, you've picked the best guy. Yeah. You would say go get the best. You would have to get him to extend beyond the current term of the contract. Because yeah. I think he's up in a year, right, Brendan? Is he? I'd have to double check on that. But the thing is, is like Bennington, I'm not sure is an upgrade and he costs a lot of money. And Jake Allen, I'm confident is not an upgrade. So I, I just, can get, I can tell you, you can get Jake Allen. I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, I have you no doubt that he would move, but what it, does that make the situation here any better than it would have been with Jack Campbell, right? I don't know that he's throwing up a, a sturdier wall and, and maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but Jake Allen at 34 years old, now is a lot less appealing to me and he frankly is a lot less expensive he also st- still makes 3.85 million so all right i'll ask cam and you brennan how much of this is just on the goaltending and how much of this is on the structure and the process of the team's game right now and how many 21 goals off the rush this year for the first 11 games cam yeah they're those they're not all the same not all the goals are the same some of them yes you can peg it right on the goaltending but some of it not. Some of them are, we're looking at odd man rushes that are slam dunks at the side of the net. Those are going to be goals. You give up rushes like that all the time. You're going to give up goals. I don't care who's in net. So it's it's a bit of everything. Yes, goaltending has to be better. But they have to be better off the rush. They have to be better in their own zone. They have to be better finishing around the opposition net. And we've, I know we've talked about expected goals and all that. And the Oilers have had a lot of uh, shot shares and have carried play in games that hasn't resulted in goals. It's all of those things that they're all lacking right now. And you would think given the advanced analytic numbers, eventually it's going to swing back towards the middle at some point. It just has to. That's just the, that's just the odds. Uh, But they need it sooner than later. Like tonight, like Like right now. All right. So same question to you, Brendan, from your perspective, to me, it starts in goal because goal can camouflage another team's a lot of teams' weaknesses. But how much of this is goal versus just the rest of the overall performance? It's hand in hand, but you have to look at the fact that the confidence wanes and has been sort of trained to wane immediately. And Vancouver in that game was such a prime example of them doing literally everything that they could. And then they surrender that two on one and at a time when they need a save. It's not necessarily how many saves these guys are being forced to make, but you know, it was a clear cut breakaway on Stuart Skinner. That's a difficult shot, but it went right through him. Him. It didn't go around him. It went through him. And we've seen that a few times this year. So I think once that happens at this stage of things, when they're 2-8-1, uh, you need that save and then the confidence grows from there. But you're more likely to get a save if it's a less high danger chance. So it, th- that's what I'm saying. It goes hand in hand. Ultimately, I think because we've seen the save percentages where it's at, I think we know that it's uh, the goaltenders can look at themselves and say that they've got to be a lot better. And this should be plenty motivation. Cam has had to become an Alabama football fan for working with me. Okay. No choice. Brendan, uh, <laughs> you, we're down here. The entire ESPN shows is all college football during the day right now in the States. And I bring this up because in football, you got to have a quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback, you better have an unbelievable defense. In hockey, you got to have a goalie. And if you don't, you better be able to score. Right now, the orders aren't scoring. But I think back to the start of the year, Brendan, we were talking about this on the show. Coach Prime out of the gate with 3-0 and in Colorado. And he's the future. And Nick Saban... 
uh, sat his starting quarterback, Jalen Milrow, after they lost to Texas. They had one of those throwaway games against South Florida, had a couple backups play, didn't even give him a down in that game, okay? Well, everyone's like, is Nick Dunn as a coach? Coach Primes, he's the future. Coach Primes lost four of his last five games, and suddenly Alabama's won seven straight, including uh, beating their arch rival LSU with Jalen Milrow with four touchdown runs and a touchdown pass. Sometimes, we, you know, the media was writing off Saban early in the year, and Coach Prime was the future, and we have some people writing off the Oilers early in the year. You know what? The worm can turn. And, it's, and ironically enough, Brennan, it's happened two or three times with the Oilers. In the last two seasons, it's happened. You know what I'm saying? Let's not forget where they were prior to the trade deadline last year. And if they didn't go on the run, which I still believe, and I, I'm the only one that I've heard say this, but maybe they peaked too early last year. 15 straight games going into, and that's the kind of thing that they needed to salvage the season. They didn't win the division last year, might I remind you. So they were still in a spot last year where they needed to be pulled out of the in the mud, so they're not in unfamiliar territory yeah. right now by any yep. means. Great point by you. We'll have NHL today when we come back. Thank you very much, Kay Cam. You looking forward to Collins Night's game? Can't wait. All right, uh, Brennan and myself will wrap up the show after we take a three minute timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. 8.30 puck drop tonight. The Oilers and the San Jose Sharks. This text comes in. Uh, Bob, why is all the talk about a goalie if the Oilers can't play defense? It continues to destroy every goaltender you have, and all you have to do is watch the highlights on TV. Talk about soup going down. The highlights are none of his fault. It's the defense, and the forwards have no idea how to play defense. The text out of Saskatchewan goes on to say, look at Boston. Every goalie they have has a high save percentage uh, because their forwards and defense are all great two-way players. You can say 97 and 29 are the best players. I don't know why because they can't play two-way hockey. Um, Connor and Leon have had years where they've been plus 20 or more plus. Boston, I will say this. What Boston's doing again this year, given that they don't have Bergeron and Krejci, is incredibly impressive. Will it sustain itself? Time will tell because they're not great down the middle. But they've got real structure and process in their game. They know how to defend. There's no question. So there is certainly something to what you're saying. I, I think that that's a valid point in terms of how, what Boston's been able to accomplish. That team knows how to defend. And as we've repeatedly mentioned on the show, Boston and Vegas are the two teams in the NHL that play zone defense the best. You can win playing man. Carolina plays man. Keep that in mind. At the end of the day, Carolina's got a winning record despite the fact that they've got the 31st best save percentage. The Oilers are in the proverbial mud, stuck with the worst save percentage in the league. We go to this day in Oilers history. It is brought to you by New West Travel. Again, this is the last week. We're going to close the final two spots for a Montreal roadie. Uh, it includes a private suite for the Oilers and the Habs. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. 1984, Oilers storm into Washington, put eight goals up on Caps goaltender Pat Riggin and an 8-5 win sets an NHL record of 15 games unbeaten to start the season. What a contrast. Uh, Wayne had two. Yari Curry had a hat trick. You know, Brandon, we were talking a bit about Jack Campbell, and the reality is he's got three years left in his deal at $5 million. He's down on the minors right now. He's going to start tonight for Bakersfield. Um, 
I think back to the Marlowe trade, the Maple Leafs gave up a first-round pick for Carolina to take the last year Marlowe's deal. That was $4 million in real dollars. That reinforces what happens with players that ends up being negative trade equity. So any deal at Edmonton is going to involve Jack Campbell. They're going to have to put prox, uh, picks and prospects as part of the deal now, which means they're probably going to have to take a struggling goaltender off another team. Uh, now, if they can get the best guy out there, and Saros is the best, it would. I mean, it's it's crazy when you think about it because the Calgary Flames basically outdueled the Edmonton Oilers to get Jacob Markstrom. In large part because of Elias Lindholm, who was one of Markstrom's best friends. Chris Tanev also went from Vancouver that year to Calgary. Had the Edmonton Oilers got Jacob Markstrom, they probably wouldn't have Zach Hyman. Now, Jacob Markstrom was all-world for the Calgary Flames, as we all know, during the 21-22 season, when the Flames finished ahead of Edmonton in the standings and finished in the top spot in the Pacific Division. But then he got lit up by McDavid and Drysaddle, and he did get lit up. It's got to be stated. Uh, the Flames got beaten five games, and, and Leon Drysaddle was playing with a broken ankle. He had 17 points in five games. I'll never forget what Jay Woodcroft said after the Oilers lost 9-6 in game one. He said, we scored six goals in that goalie the last two games. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but you lost the last regular season game and the last playoff game, and, or the, the first playoff game, and the Oilers never looked back in that series. If you had told me that, I mean, it, it shows you how things can, can flip in a series. Brendan, have you thought, is it possible the Oilers overreacted to the loss to Vegas? Is that a, 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 meaning they switched to the zone defense to start the year? They switched their neutral zone. It's obviously had a collateral effect on, on the team's start to the year. You know what? They they didn't get. Is it too simple to say they didn't get the breaks and the bounces in the final? They outshot Vegas forty two twenty two in Game Six and lost at home. What do you think? Well, they're not getting the breaks and the bounces now either, and it's it's still the plight of this team. But I, I did feel that same way, and I did ask Elliot on yesterday's show. He was hesitant to uh, to fully agree on that front, but uh, yeah, I mean. It's it's gonna be on this team to to pull themselves out of it. You can't just go through an entire season saying they didn't get the nope. bounces that they wanted oh, to. No. Right, Brendan, it's- Brendan. If they don't, if they don't, they gotta win three of their next four games here. Okay, they do. There's an opportunity. Agreed. S- Seattle has struggled. Like Seattle shot the lights out this year. They're struggling too. They're another team that's got good advanced metrics that are not winning games right now. Great job, Brendan. Tomorrow, uh, Frank Cervelli from uh, Daily Faceoff of the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta will hook up with George LaRock for Conlon Motorsports, who, if I recall correctly, was quite concerned when the Oilers signed Jack Campbell to begin with. Um, Reed Wilkins will have the City Ford Faceoff show beginning at 7.05. Bill Brooks is our engineer here in San Jose. Angie Quinnell is operating for us back at 6.30. Chad, up next, the global news weather traffic update with Thomas Dias. Then Reed Wilkins will drop the puck on the City Ford Faceoff Show. I will rejoin you in about 35 minutes' time.